This is Dubai Eye 103.8. In their shoes, your views on the biz news. So we're delighted to welcome our next guest live in the studio with us on Starting Up for the very first time. Um, we have Sheikha Almeri, who's the founder and proud owner of Society Cafe, holds an MBA degree from London Business School and also did that at the same time as juggling numerous responsibilities of a professional career executive. So first of all, welcome, Sheikha. Thank you so much, Adelaide. Great to be with you guys here today. It's really lovely to have you on the programme. Now, just for people who might not know, tell us about Society Cafe. Uh, Good afternoon to everyone. Um, Society Cafe is the first venture that I actually started by doing my own investment in the hospitality industry. We opened in 2018 and um, today we are two years old, uh, launching our second ventures uh, into the hospitality industry. Society was our flagship and our first introduction of the type of hospitality and food and beverage ventures that we do, which we pride ourselves to be different than any other outlets, uh, meaning we're trying to create a marriage or a join between fine dining and also casual dining with the same qualities and ethos of fine dining, however, served in casual settings. So you're, it's based in Jumeirah and it looks beautiful. For people who haven't been, it's gorgeous inside. It's really, really nice. Is that something, is, is that the sort of creative side of things that you that you did yourself or is that something um, you you were sort of quite sure when you set up the cafe that you wanted to have um, you wanted to make it beautiful inside you're talking about the marriage of sort of high-end dining but comfort and casual um, vibes too and you seem to have really gone for that in terms of the decor as well Um, design is a very big part of what we're trying to do when it comes to food and beverage Um, People right now do not dine out just for the food and the quality, but it's more of an overall arching experience which which joins creative design and then food offerings which are a bit different. So if you're going to go and, you know, have some time with your girlfriends, time with your family, you want to have something that is more than just a chair and a table and, you know, a location to eat, but more of a, you know, overall experience that joins all of that and that bill that you're going to end up paying. Um, So as a hospitality company, um, where we became a company after we launched our second uh, concept under a hospitality investment company called Mad Investments, which stands for Make a Difference. Okay. And Make a Difference for us is in terms of how food and beverage is supposed to be seen, not just the coffee and not just the people. It's, you know, all elements of offerings of the product, of the service and of the design and experience that you're going to be part of. Okay. So I guess... You know, you decided to set up um, Society Cafe. What were the sort of considerations? We talked to a lot of people on this show who have started their own company or who are thinking of starting their own company. What was it like to take that leap from working um, previously for other people to going to working for yourself? And this is an investment that that you've successfully run yourself. So what was it like taking that leap from having the security to thinking the buck stops with me? Um, I'd say is that I'm a bit um, unusual in how I started my career. So I started with a family business who is purely hardcore real estate investors, and they do nothing other than real estate, you know, safe and sound and consistent revenues. And why would they go into something that's, you know, not very clear for them? So I took that, you know, jump of going from safe investment to going to consumer investments, which is, you know, uh, from the hospitality industry, which is a very gruesome industry if you haven't been in. Um, I'd say... The biggest um, decision that to make me do that is that I didn't find the services that suited my palate and my understanding of what services can be in Dubai. So I'm like, you know what, 
let let me try and create something that I'm happy with. Yeah. And I never expected that it's going to blow out of proportion other than being, you know, a project that I wanted to enjoy. People loved it. You know, people started yeah. coming in, you know, from day one and we couldn't even handle, you know, how many people were coming in. And I'm like, okay, Sheikha, wait a minute. This is not just something you liked. People actually needed this. It's more than what you wanted to create for yourself. And I guess for you, like you mentioned, your family, real estate, real estate, very um, traditional sense of what they did as a family. For you to then go off and do something different, what was everyone's reaction like? They're very skeptical from day one. (laughs) And there's a lot of people who, you know, um, basically when I launched Society, I didn't tell a lot of people that I owned it. And up until this interview, actually Dubai Eye is my first interview ever, you know, starting to take credit for the work I have done. Wow. Um, I never announced it. So it was a part of me that is ready for it to fail. But I wasn't like going to let that happen. You know, day in, day out, we're two years now. We are opening our second concept. We're expanding abroad and, you know, taking the business way bigger than what we I expected it to be when I first started it. Um, and when you're asking me about the family, what they thought, they were skeptics. Friends and family and people who were doing safe business, yeah. and especially, you know, being an Emirati, people do not take risks. Risk is not something embedded in our culture. Yeah. People are risk averse. They try to get established businesses, you know, from overseas. Let's get a franchise. Why do you want to do the trouble? Why do you want yeah. to do the work? And I had a total spin of it is that, no, I don't like how things are done globally and imported. Let me do something that I'm happy with here, which resembles us, package it and create a product that people would like. If one can dream it, share it and work effortlessly, easy for me to say, at it, then they can definitely achieve it, whatever the it means. And that kind of falls in line with what we've been talking about today. So before we continue talking about Society Cafe and some of your new ventures, I guess when it comes to starting a new year, are you looking at your businesses, you're looking at your ideas with a focus, with a game plan for 2020? Or are you sort of more of a Sarah style person who's sort of doing that ongoing evaluation? I actually dream way in advance and plan way in advance and drive everyone mad with that. Um, I'd say um, I always like to know what I'm going to come up with and what's going to come next, especially when you're working with you know teams of highly motivated individuals. You always need to give them a challenge. Yeah. And there always needs to be something new, a challenge that's going to come that they're going to work towards. Um, and you usually start that beginning of the year, you know, planning and having expectations. Um, for me to simplify this exercise and the response, uh, for example, with my food and beverage and hospitality investments, my team already know that they have three projects coming up. <laughs> Literally. Okay, and so they're, they're like ready. <laughs> pacing themselves, which one do we work with first? And what are we going to do? We're speaking about expanding into the GCC and, you know, we're having things that are, you know, becoming concrete day in and day out. And they know that that's going to come. You know, they're pacing themselves, take your leaves, take whatever you guys need. We're coming back and there's going to be a lot of work going on. Okay, so we know that Society Cafe was your first baby, so to speak. Um, You were kind of quietly working away behind the scenes, not revealing who you were, but putting your heart and soul into the business. And you've just opened um, Toplam as well. So that was a recent opening as well. Tell us a bit more. Indeed. So Toplam is actually our second concept based down in Merge of City Centre. Uh, we identified that the market and the location area in, in Merdif and, you know, Khawanij area and Dera side doesn't have a lot of services and really premium services like you have them in the Jumeirah side. So anyone, you know, in Dubai who wants to have a good meal or have a good coffee gets into his car and drives all the way to the downtown of Dubai, you know, central of Dubai. Mm. Um, and we were yeah. able to locate that, you know what, that market needs, there's high expenditures, high sp- disposable income, a lot of families, people who want to actually enjoy themselves uh, going out. 
we found a really good location in a mall, which is, you know, friendly to everyone. And the concept Toplum is actually a Mediterranean-inspired eclectic cuisine. Mm. Sounds nice. (laughs) What we actually build is concept cuisine. So we don't actually limit ourselves to a specific cuisine, but we take inspirations from different cuisines. Uh, Toplum is Mediterranean-inspired. Toplum as a name actually means society. Surprisingly, it means society in Turkish. Nice. Which is the only country, you're going to tell me why Turkish. I'm going to tell you it's the only country that shares borders between the East and the West. So it allows us to actually be inspired by, you know, different regions and different areas around the world, which fits the selective palette of the people in Dubai and, you know, the world now. Okay. Um, One of the things is, I mean, society cafes doing really well. It's going from strength to strength. To be in second year is always a good sign because it's a competitive industry um food and beverage in the uae is tough it's a tough nut to crack and you're doing really well but tell us about some of the challenges that you may be faced along the way it's great that you're doing well you're opening another concept but there's got to have been a few sort of bumps in the road along the way too i wouldn't say got to there's everyday challenges actually (laughs) um you know having your own business as um, tara mentioned is that you would have it from people to suppliers to establishing it with consumers. Uh, But for me to highlight a couple of challenges, I would take um, the first couple of challenges and then I can tell you a little bit more about the things that are recent. So first challenge was always about getting that location, which you mentioned, you know, having a restaurant in a greenhouse was very peculiar to have it in Dubai. So we had really tough challenges in securing um, approvals to build, you know, a greenhouse in a 40-year-old property there's no such, you know, approval or licensing for such a thing. And we actually struggled. We were like paying rent for almost a year until we actually got the approvals a year down. So, and, you know, that's a big outlay, you know, to pay rent for somewhere that you can't open and you're not sure if it's ever going to get to that point in time as well is a big risk. True. Um, but there's if there's a will, I would say there's always a way. And one thing about, you know, um, the licensing scene in Dubai is that there's so many unfamiliar ideas that are coming and the the licensing bodies are still not familiar with these new ideas. As a government, Dubai's government is very big about innovation and creativity and creating the unusual and being the first in anything we create. But, you know, the system has to just respond to that. And that was our challenge when creating society. Yeah, that's very interesting that you say that because we often, you know, we we talk to the government as well about licensing and, and regulation and um, what ways uh, that they can help us uh, help our clients. Um, and sometimes we have to come up with a new license. Like, for example, with VirtuFit, we came up with a new concept, a new license, and, and, and we had the support of the government, but we had to really talk to them about why it was important and why we need such a license for our clients. Um, Shikha, you, re- you, you did an MBA as well from London Business School. Just a question for me. How important do you think it is to have an MBA um, in, in supporting your business idea or like your business skills? Do you think, you know, if you were to give advice to someone who's maybe starting out or is toying with the idea between maybe starting out now or doing an MBA before they take that leap? Self-development is very important. Um, it's one of the most crucial things that I would say allowed me to be more in control and understanding of what's going on with the business. You know, you you get interests from different people. You get to talk, you know, financing. You start talking about investment, you know, how you spend your money and all of that. I came with a bachelor's degree in business anyways. But then an MBA is a total different look, you know, talking higher level business. And you are more 
in grip of what you're talking about rather than, you know, I have a beautiful idea. What do you think of it? Yeah. Your question was, would I ask someone to take their master's or start their venture? I would say you're learning both ways. Yeah. But if you got the opportunity to proceed and actually get a higher degree, you should do it as yeah. an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know what's going on. It's not like you're waiting for people to teach you about it. Yes, you're going to learn through life, but having the independent awareness is very important. Okay, so you would advise it. You, you feel like it provides maybe more structure and maybe, you know, a, a, a stronger skill set, I suppose. A more discipline and more understanding of, you know, what's going on in the business environment. Yeah. Because when you are doing a business, you're not just a passionate entrepreneur, but you're a business person. Yeah. So if you do not understand the, the consequences of the decisions that you make and the business impacts of them, then, you know, you're going to be lost in trying to have it actively happening yeah and you mentioned so you've got society and you've got Toplum. what's next you mentioned you had two or three other projects that you're working on i want to you know i want to get an exclusive uh, access into what's going oh, wow. on in your mind <laughs> um so you know just to simplify it um i do think that there's a lot of potential of growth beyond dubai so that's one thing that we're trying to explore yeah so we are actively um looking at opening in saudi arabia that's our next move for society as a brand In Dubai, we're working on creating two different brands. One is going to be um, more of a membership, members club, surprisingly. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the other one is going to be more of an Asian concept that we're looking to develop. So we're going to go away from breakfast and all day dining and more to the evening uh, lunch and, and evening dinner. Dining. Okay. And that's quite a, a, a diversification, I guess, in some ways, because you're appealing to a very different market and you're going to have to have different considerations in terms of location compared to the outlets you have already. True, they're totally different monsters of their own, I would say. <laughs> uh, but all of them are developed from a need, either a need or a unique selling proposition. Um, just to let you guys telling you a little bit more is that people in Dubai love exclusivity. Not everyone likes to be, you know, in very jammed and busy spaces. Hence the concept of memberships, you know, a membership outlet. Uh, it's going to basically be a speciality coffee location with an all-day dining menu, but it's members only. You know, you have to be a member. Wow. And the members are not necessarily have to pay for the membership, mm. but they need to be people of influence. So what we were trying to think about is wow. creating a networking location for people who want to have a startup, who want to have a business. If you come and come to, and work at this coffee shop or this outlet or lounge that we're creating, you know that you're going to find the creatives, the financiers, the people who can actually give you advice in your business in a less formal setting. Okay, so when you say people with influence, we're not just talking about influencers. You're, you're talking no, about not at all. <laughs> <laughs> people that are relevant to businesses. And this comes actually from a personal experience that I had. Um, I'm speaking about my MBA experience is that when I did my MBA, I understood the importance of networking yeah. and speaking to people of different industries and different knowledge and skill sets would help helps you develop your own business. And I never found this in Dubai. So I'm like, you know what, let's try and create a place that is not very formal. And people actually can have these kind of conversations and know where the, you know, startup peoples and the entrepreneurs and, you know, the accountants and the financiers are actually part of it. And yeah. they can actually easily have conversations and open conversations. And I guess that ties in as well with MAD's investments. You're looking at making a difference. That's essentially what you want to do. All comes back to that. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that important to you? 
this country has given us a lot. I'm a local and I need to give back to the country, you know, in one way or another. And for some way, in some way, I found that developing spaces is allowing me to give more. And not yeah. necessarily, it's just not about the food and the coffee. It's more about creating spaces that have relevance and create a mark. If you go to, you know, America or if you go to U- the US or you go to London, you're going to find that there are these places which we still don't have them in Dubai. A lot of the places are commercial, drink, mm. eat and leave. But a lot of business actually happens over, over you know, having a dining experience. A long meal, conversations. Usually, ideas, coffee. You know, in yeah. Dubai, you're like, go, let's have a coffee or let's have a drink and, you know, we're going to do business. So we're trying to add more selling prepositions to our products and not just limited to the food and beverage part of it. Okay, so Amazing. you're moving on to expand to different things. Looking back at when you started, you must have learned so much along the way. What advice would you give yourself two years ago? when? Well, probably three years ago when you were thinking of the idea starting out, because lots of people listening to this program today are thinking of setting up their own company, thinking of opening an F&B outlet. What kinds of things do you wish you could go back and tell yourself then? To have enough confidence to take risks and make more mistakes. Um, I think the only way that I became, I had more grip about what I want to do is taking that risk that everyone wants to get was against. And if you're an entrepreneur, a person who wants to start up, it's going to be very rare that you find someone steering, sitting there and cheering and telling you, oh, this is very unique. They're going to find any way, you know, to just put you down. So just locking off the noise and focusing on what you have to do, even if it fails, just do it. Because the experience that you're going to take out of that journey is much more than even having that product coming out. And a little birdie in the room next door, you aren't, you weren't to know this, but mentioned that there's an award that you've won. <laughs> no. Yes, they are. So, so modest uh, as ever, you didn't mention this. Somebody oh. else mentioned it behind your back. So Shaker, <laughs> tell me about your award. Um, so I recently won by the Hotel and Catering Middle East, um, the award of the Young F&B Leader of the Year, 2019. Wow. Congratulations, Thank you Shaker. so much. You're very modest. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, we see lots of big industry figures in the restaurant world who have been shouting from the rooftops about their accolades because it's one of the awards that people take very seriously here when you're in your specific field it is something that people do look upon and see it as peer recognition I suppose let your work speak for you is what I believe in is that if somebody wants to know more about you and wants to know what you have done you know your work is going to tell them more than that yes you would put it on your LinkedIn you're going to tell people about it but it's only relevant for those who care about your your achievements and what advice would you have we had someone message into the program a little bit earlier and say I am wanting to set up my own company and I keep doing all of this research and I keep finding out information and looking at it as a prospect I think it's a great business idea but I'm always too afraid to take the leap what would your advice be to that person that messaged us earlier There's a very simple way to do it. Analyze your pros and cons. You know, go back to the basics, put a pen and paper and put your pros and cons. What would you lose for doing it and what would you gain for not doing it? It's a very simple calculation and formula. Um, We we had a text message in from Ahmed on 4001 and said, you know, I guess at the start, your family and friends were skeptic. You've explained, you know, there was a reticence to move into businesses that were less stable, a little bit um, up and down, higher risk, um, coming from family and friends who are risk averse, particularly in the sense of the Emirati culture. What kind of response do people have now? Um, You know, are you finding some of your friends and family are thinking of perhaps even following your footsteps now? Many of them actually, who are actually reaching out for advice. And I'm actually 
really proud and happy that I'm able to put that mark on them that, you know, they would come and call you, hey, I have a business idea. Tell me about it. Amazing. Yes, I don't have all the time <laughs> in the world, you know, to entertain everyone. But it's beautiful to see that you can impact and influence people who are around you to create something. Yeah. And I guess this is the kind of conversations people will be hoping to have in your new coffee Hopefully. space. <laughs> is that the idea? Yes. Okay. People need to be less afraid of taking risks. Um, you know, culturally, as a local, we do not like failure. And failure is not something that, you know, we have in our uh, mindset. So, Going to my MBA, failure was everything we talked about. Yeah. And fa- failure can teach us some of the biggest lessons in life. True. So you're encouraging people to fail hard, fail often. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say own your mistakes and don't repeat them twice. Okay, that's all we've got time for. It's been really lovely to have you on the programme. Sheikha Al-Mary is the founder and owner of Society Cafe and Top Lab and many more things to come. We'll look forward to following your story. Thank you so much, ladies. It was a pleasure this afternoon. This is Dubai Eye 103.8.